time we address the most important thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Real hero of Lord of the Rings is Pippin. Yeah, we're not just saying that because Billy Boyd told us to say it. Yeah. Like, actually told us to say it. Yeah, no, we're not doing that at all. Or we even, truly believe that. Yeah, or was even paid to maybe say that to us. <laughs> Wait, so yeah, we're not being paid. <laughs> we're not. No. But someone at, else like, got paid to ask us to do that. Y- yes. And that's how you know we made it. Yeah. We did it, kids. I don't know if you if you all saw the internets lately, but um, a dear friend of ours. <laughs> Shout out to Johnny. Uh, got us a, a cameo from Billy Boyd, Pippin of Lord of the Rings. The best. The best. The hero of the, the hero entire saga. Of Middle Earth. Seriously. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody talks about Sam and Frodo, but like, come on. Who... Who the fuck else is going to tolerate that Denethor cherry tomato eating scene? Exactly. He was the real hero. He was in the room and he sang a beautiful song while Denethor destroyed some vegetables. Massacated. Absolutely fucking massacred some fucking chicken and cherry tomatoes. And it was disgusting. It was the grossest scene. It was the worst ASMR you have ever seen in your life. And And ASMR, I guess, too. Yeah. And Pippin's just sitting there singing the most gorgeous song because Billy Boyd has a beautiful voice. He does. And uh, yeah, that that makes him a hero. Yeah. He's the fucking hero. Over Frodo. Like, what's Frodo got? I know. Frodo's just like real sad because he has the ring and it's like a burden. And literally every time he's like falling down he's like uh and i'm like <laughs> and now i feel like liam lynch for some reason <laughs> Cause whatever because this is my lord of the rings version this is my middle <laughs> earth of whatever <laughs> yes exactly oh so we have to in in the video uh billy boyd asked us politely if Very we could politely. remind everyone that pippin is the hero so lord guess what we're doing it we got you, Pippin. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Mary and Pippin are my favorite parts of the, like, even before this. Oh, yeah. Like. Even in the books, they're my favorite. Because just, like, I feel a kinship to them. Like, you know, you're on, like, the sidelines, but you're still super fucking important. But, like, everybody still doesn't, like. And you're, like, the you're... only people in Middle Earth with a sense of fucking humor. Seriously. So. <laughs> and a healthy appetite for a pint. Yeah. So good and breakfast. Them. And they know how to sing a good uh drinking song. Yeah, so. honestly, heroes. Mary and Pippin, there are people. There are people. There are hobbits. Yeah. They are life. Go support Billy Boyd. Seriously. He's also, also in a band. Yes. Bee Cake, I believe it's Bee Cake. Bee Cake, which is adorable. I know. They that's probably not the uh, the result they want to hear. It's like that's adorable. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> but you know what? Too bad. And also has his own podcast with Dominic Monaghan, aka the Mary. Friendship Onion. It's delightful. That is probably one of the only celebrity podcasts I will ever tell you to go listen to. Yeah, that and Nicole Byers. Those are the only two. Yeah, Nicole Byers is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary and Pippin are a delight, and they actually have a small music segment in their episodes. They do. Is it's it called funky? "Is It Funky," and uh, you know what? I I support that. Welcome to Rock Candy. <laughs> now that you've heard all about our. Pippin Adventures. Yes, and our good times getting to know the one and only Billy Boyd. Hello, <sighs> kids. Hey, friends. How's it hanging? This is it. It's the last one. Yeah. We're your hosts, I'm Maggie. And I'm Ashley. And the, yeah, we're answering some fucking questions today. We're about to get on that ship to the Grey Havens. Yeah. And uh, we're here to answer your questions first. Yeah. 
We're we're in the carriage right we, now. We told you that we would. And so. you were like, "Hey, do you, do you still have that ring? Can I like <laughs> look at it one more can time? Just, can I just look at it? Uh, I lost it. Oh fuck." Well, <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> Hopefully we don't lose your ring, kiddos. Hopefully. So, yeah, let's uh well, let's let's talk about what we're drinking. Yeah, cuz I did do that it first. I fucking did it. You got the best thematic beers for our last episode. I would like you to know. Now I did get the best thematic beers, but I walked into Oliver's and found them within 5 minutes. <laughs> It's like Oliver's new. They're like, they're like they're oh, gonna want these. Here you go. Oh, have you been struggling for four years <laughs> to find but beers to go with your fucking? To episodes? a point where you were like, yeah, we're not gonna do this anymore. Oh well, let us help you out this one time. Yeah, thanks, Oliver's. But yes, I found two, and I was like, I felt compelled to get both. Yes, the first one is from Peakskill, right? Peakskill, yeah, Peakskill yeah, Peak Brewery. Brewery. Bluey in uh, Hudson Valley, downstate New York. Downstate New York, local heroes. Don't call it upstate, cause <laughs> you'll die. <laughs> you'll die. Literally, you'll get run over. Yeah, they will kill you. Uh, anyway, it is called Hidden Track, which I was like, well, that's cute and appropriate, so I have yeah. to get it. It's a fruited sour ale. It um, it was delicious. Yeah, it's fucking delicious. It's a raspberry sour ale made made with almonds. Oh, that's what that extra flavor is. All right, okay. <laughs> Extra flavor. Extra flavor. And also, I saw this and I was like, well, I have to. Yeah. For like thousands of reasons. Yeah. But from Odd by Nature, I got, thank you for being a friend. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) It is a sour India pale ale, so it's fine because it's a sour IPA. Right. Because IPAs are gross. And it's made with orange and mango. You know I'm a fucking yeah. sucker for mangoes. But also it has Betty White on the label. It's so. for Betty White. It has 100, which I think they were going to put this out because she was turning Yeah, and, and then she died and they were just like, well, we already made the labels, so fuck it. Yeah. You know what? She's 100 in our hearts. You know? Yeah. I mean, somewhere, somewhere on some astral plane, she did turn 100. Right. Or she was just reborn again. Yeah. But either way, yeah, these are these are delicious beers and you know what? Perfectly yeah. thematic. Also, we're drinking our friend Chris has hooked us up with some home blues that he made. And this is a pepper pepper red ale. Oh. It's pepper red ale. It's delicious. It's very good. I don't really give a shit what it is. It's really good. <laughs> So good job on that, Chris. You did a good job. Yes, thank you, Chris. It's fucking delicious. My boyfriend also gives it the thumbs up, and uh, he's real picky about shit. So no, he is. So the fact that Mike he pretty liked much it. only drinks the dankest of IPAs. Yeah, he'll drink foreign objects. Yeah, and which that's no. disgusting. That's that's like one of the few beers I'll straight up say, "Oh no, thank you." That is her. That is one beer that we featured on one of our episodes, and it was fucking disgusting. Yeah, we didn't I finish think, it. I think that was our turning point when we were like, "Yeah, you know what? We can't lie about this one. It's fucking disgusting." Yes, that and was we're the like, one time. You know like, what? We need to good. be honest. Yeah, this is gross. Yeah, it was, and we've had so many beers over the years, and. Now it's going to be weird for me to just be able to buy beers because I want to. You're going to be making up themes in your head and being like, I need to stick to this theme when I go into the beer store. Yeah. It is going to be quite strange to like not do this show anymore because sometimes I just hit people up with really random music knowledge 
And yep. I'll sit there and lecture like coworkers. And I'm like, actually, do you know this about like how they, they farm K-pop people basically? <laughs> I, was, I was having an entire like TED talk with one of my coworkers about that today. And I'm sure they didn't give a fuck in there. And like, they just sat at you, sat and stared at you wide eyed like, what? What? I didn't. How do you know this? <laughs> but also, I just wanted to have a nice conversation. I just wanted to talk about the Super Bowl last night. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the what? Super Bowl. Those are our beers that's drinking. And uh, yeah, that's the last time we can hear about our beers from us. Yeah. Enjoy that. But we'll that uh, simmer. I guess uh, I thought it would be nice. We just sit down. We Before we go into questions, maybe a little rock candy history and a little rock candy yeah. explanation. History on us. Yeah. Back on December 23rd, 1983. <laughs> no, no, not God. that far. I promise. Yeah. It's yeah. We'll start far. at February 24th, 1984. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we started for when we, yeah, we came up with this four fucking years ago, which when you say it doesn't sound like a lot, but when like. But considering everything that's happened in the last four years, I would say it was fucking decades ago. Oh my God. Yeah. On a personal level and on a global scale as well. um, A lot of shit's happened in four years. Life changes. Yeah. Life changes. Yeah. But also like. When we started this, we were not very good friends no. when we started this. We were very new friends. I d- had just come to the correct realization that Maggie is fucking awesome. Yay, me. <laughs> Ashley did not like me at first. <laughs> I didn't. You were terrifying, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, we met through our friend Beth. And we went to the Saratoga, um, County, Saratoga Fair. County Fair and you were driving and I got in the car and you were not having my bullshit. And I'm like, oh, this girl's not having my bullshit. Like I could taste it. I'm like, she doesn't like my bullshit. <laughs> and I did. I was always like, oh, she doesn't like my bullshit. Yeah. I'm just going to go over here with my bullshit. And then it was uh, it was a, a mutual dislike for Maggie Gyllenhaal and Jake Gyllenhaal yep. and deciding that Maggie Gyllenhaal is, is the, the Dorian, Dorian Gray, Gray painting of the Gillian the the Gyllenhaal family. Yes. Although I think she's really turned it around in her. She's glowed up. Yeah, she's a really good director now. Yeah. So good for her. You know, honestly, my thoughts on another thing that's changed drastically. My thoughts on Maggie Gyllenhaal. And my thoughts on Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh no, I, I still to, don't like I him. I used to like him, and now I think he's oh, insufferable. Okay, great, cool, good. We Glad we're the on right the path. same page about the Gyllenhaal yes. family. But we, yes, as Ashley was saying, we just started hanging out on a fairly consistent basis. And it was at the Thanksgiving Christmas parade. Oh, the holiday parade. The holiday in parade. Schenectady. And I was very drunk. I was like, I'll start a podcast. And then, and our friend's sister's boyfriend was very drunk and causing a scene. Yeah. And we were like, let's start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we just start a podcast. This is good too. And you were like, I remember you were like, I want to, I kind of want to start a podcast, but like, I don't know anybody that would want to do it with me. And I was like, I'll do a podcast with you. I was like, great, let's do it. But we can't do true crime. Everyone yeah. does true crime. Yeah. So we landed on music because that was the other only other thing that we talk about heavily. Yeah. And we're like, but do you remember behind the music? Let's do that. Yeah. You know what? This is all behind the music's fault. Pretty There's much. anyone to blame. I grew up on behind the music. So once I got it, honestly, pop up video. There are some episodes we did where behind the music was like my foundation. Yeah. Like that, that definitely helped me like create a shell for my notes. Yeah. Yeah. An outline and then 
much elaboration on top of it because guess what? Behind, Behind the music, music does not go into much detail. No. So No, it does not. It was a nice outline, but yeah. It's a Wikipedia. Yeah. Sometimes they had little tidbits. But the nice thing is, unlike Wikipedia, you actually did hear from the musicians themselves. Straight from their mouth. Yeah. Instead of like unsighted, like random <laughs> shit some fan some fucking weeb on the internet was like I'm going to put this in about Dave Mustaine and people are going to totally know it's real. No. <laughs> no. And then Wikipedia is like, citation needed. needed. <laughs> and then we just started buying books and mm-hmm. documentaries. And, and we were like, an Audible account sounds right. And like a year later of paying for nothing, I'm like, this is wrong. <laughs> well, Let's get rid of this. The books weren't on Audible. Yeah, they weren't. And also, I was paying so much. Audible's a ripoff, guys. If you are if you are not like heavily into audiobooks, yes. it's a fucking ripoff. You have to be like pretty much listening to an audiobook like every fucking yeah. week. So um, that's how we began. That's how, yeah, that's how things started off. And and, and now we're Biffles. Now we're Biffles. Yay. Aww. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. You're welcome, Betty. <laughs> that wasn't Betty. And then, yeah, fast forward four years and legit 200 episodes later. This yeah. is technically our 200th episode. If you count the bonus episodes. Because yeah. we have three movie bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. The episode for Bohemian Rhapsody, um, Finding Neverland, 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 and uh, Lords of Chaos. Yeah. And then you have our interview with Gangsta Grass, which was amazing. And then... Um, we also had our um, our special episode, episode on, on Frank. Uh, Freak, yeah, Fred, um, Fred Fred Freak Smith, yes, yeah, who passed which... away and still his murderer has not been found. Yeah, the it still has not been. So if you haven't listened out. to that episode, um, go back and listen to it because it's definitely one of our more important ones. It's worth it, and it's very important, and it's. Something that we wanted to do for friends of ours that we met through the podcast. So it's it's really, really important to them, too. Mm-hmm. So please go listen to that one. At the very least, just to keep Freak's memory alive. Or just look him up. Google him. Yeah. Because he's, he's out an, there. He was an amazingly talented artist. It is a goddamn shame what happened. Yep. So, yeah. That was... Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it down like that. But <laughs> trying to celebrate 200 episodes. Yeah. We've done 200 episodes, which... Considering everything, I think is a pretty goddamn good accomplishment. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize how difficult it is to do a podcast. Period. Like, period. Even if you're just, like, bullshitting Mm. and recording yourself and then putting it out there, you still have to have a topic to talk about. Right. You still have to have somewhat coherent uh, opinions and thoughts conversations and conversation <laughs> you still have to edit it talking points and then you have to go and you have to edit it then you have to pay for a service to host it mm-hmm. and that's a monthly fee mm-hmm. um, we also pay for a website yep then you, you gotta for- do the social media for it you have to do all the social media all the promotion yourself um you have to do the patreon yourself mm-hmm. which is more recording, more topics to talk about, more editing. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot, guys. I don't. It, it it's funny because like when I talk about how much time and effort it takes to do this podcast, a lot of people are really surprised. Yeah, because I'm like, no, this is like a part time job. Yeah, and more than a part time job because we we would switch off 
each week. Like you do one week, I would do the next, you do the next one and everything like that. So technically we would have about two weeks to do each episode. Yeah. Each of us would. Depending, sure. However, it's not really like that Mm -mm. because we have full-time jobs. Mm Mm-hmm. Up through now, I have had a part-time job, which is turning into more than a part-time job. Right. Um, and in between all of this, we're each putting in at least 20 hours of work into one episode. Yeah. You more so because you're editing it. Yeah. So 20 to like 25 hours. Yeah. Depending on the episode, like sometimes it would be a quick edit, like three hours. I've had editing nights where it was like six to eight hours to edit. Yeah. Especially when it comes to episodes that we would do with like podcast friends when we would have guests and yep. interviews and stuff. Those are harder to do because you have a lot more people talking. Yeah. And it's so funny because I love those are some of my favorite ones to do because I really love chatting with people. Mm-hmm. But fuck, man, when I got to edit that, I'm like, oh, God. And then we'll have music. I'm like, oh, God, why yeah. did I create this? Yeah. Like <laughs> playlist episodes with like two guests is like a nightmare to edit. Yeah. It's fucking great to record it. Oh, my God. So much fun. But then afterwards, it's like, oh, fuck, I actually have to edit this oh shit. Oh, God. And we went like two and a half hours. I've got to edit out at least 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, oh, God, fuck. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. And I don't think people really realize how much we actually put into this. And mind you, we are not getting paid for this. Yeah. Like our Even- Patreon was our Patreon was nice. But like, honestly, majority of that would go to the hosting, yep. the website, um, there would be books, at least like documentary. Like we used it for our materials, yeah. And there would be like the last three months of the year, we would save that Patreon money up because we would have to pay. Is it the hosting fees? It's the website fees. The, the website, website fees were like two hundred bucks yeah. a year, and you would have to pay that in January. So October, November, December, all of that is going to yeah the um website fees yeah 100% went to the website fees and like we had a little fun like we did get like some wines from Dave Mustaine yeah we and did from James Kegel's mayonnaise we did save up a little extra to get the wines from there um and threw in some of our own money for it yeah um just because that was fun it was we, fun and hopefully we really, that was some good good content <laughs> we really <laughs> wanted to do that kind of thing just because like not only did I just want to try their stuff to see if it was any good, but it was something different. It was to give to our patrons who are giving us money every month. Mm-hmm. Like that's why we're doing it. So, and I will try to find a way to share those videos, maybe on our Facebook, because yeah, those are pro- fucking hilarious. <laughs> the Dave Mustaine ones are fucking amazing. Some of them were good. Some of them are fucking bad. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. I mean, we definitely got to have a lot of experiences that we wouldn't have had otherwise yeah which was great and frankly i'm just proud of ourselves for getting to 200 episodes seriously because a lot of podcasts are made every single day and make like, it to maybe 10 tens or 12 of thousands you guys don't even realize tens of thousands of podcasts are recorded every day and a lot of them don't make it past like a dozen episodes. A lot more since COVID started. So many more. And so many more celebrity podcasts that are really drowning out independent podcasts like ours. Yeah. I know really that we, we do we did kind of shout out like our two celebrity podcasts, like Nicole Byers and the Friendship Onion. But But even their podcasts aren't crazy popular. It's 
It's not like Conan O'Brien. Exactly. It's not like Joe... Joe... Joe Fuckface? Joe Fogan. <laughs> Joe Fogan. Joe, Joe Fuck Yourself. Joe Fuck Yourself Rogan. Yeah. We're not even like... We're not even like last podcast on the left because they're one of the most popular podcasts in the country. Um, yeah. But they still are... Like, they're, they're, they're still independent. independent. Yeah. And so is... um I can't remember the network's name but the my brother my brother and me podcast and sawbones they're all part of that same network that they created oh the last podcast network no not they have their own oh they're an independent podcast network as well i don't know her so they're cute but um (laughs) yeah there's there are very few and far between independent podcasts that have become successful yeah last podcast is like Last podcast is an anomaly. Yeah, there's like maybe a handful of networks like that. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, like you have to be on iHeartRadio or Spotify or, Spotify or or have an exclusive deal with Stitcher or something CBC like that. CBC Radio. <laughs> CBC is legit. Yeah, I love almost Their shows everything are tight. that they put out. <laughs> Big ups to Canada for your true crime podcast because like that's all I can stand to listen to right now. Canadian true crime. It's Canadian true crime, Fair honestly. Enough. But yeah, in that vein of how much time and energy it takes, that's one of the biggest reasons that we're ending. Exactly. Is it is taking a lot of time, especially for me. I mean, especially for the both of us. But mm-hmm. on my end, uh, my dad has dementia, Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And a um, year and a half ago in 2020, the thick of COVID yeah, literally the, the thick of literally COVID. the fucking thick of it. You sh- still shouldn't have been going out and shit. COVID. Um, my dad got into a really bad car accident that at least facilitated us to get him on the road into assisted living. But it's been a lot, and I won't get into detail. It's just been a journey. It's taken a lot of time and mental it's, and it's, emotional energy out of me. Just imagine what you have to deal with when a parent when your last parent dies yeah all of the same stuff you have to go through with the estate the house Mm -hmm. money everything like that except your parent is still alive but they're technically mentally not really here yeah so imagine dealing with all of that except you still have to take care of your parent who is going through a major medical emergency constantly yeah so it's been a lot it's a fucking lot. Yeah. It's it is and that has also been like a big catalyst for us like slowing down in the summer. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing for going like every other week cuz I I really needed the time. Although I'm sure with you and your other job you were like that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then while you're dealing with that, right. I took on a part-time job which has turned into something much bigger. And very exciting. Very exciting <laughs> because, you know, I started working for a meadery at their mead hall and that... I don't know if you've heard of them. I don't called... know if you've heard of them. They're called Helderberg Meadworks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also another, like, more people that we became friends with very early on yeah. in our podcast because we featured their mead in our Norwegian black metal episode. It is delicious. It is fucking fantastic. I wouldn't be working there and shilling it if it wasn't fucking delicious. So, of course, naturally, I convinced them to open another location in our town of Troy. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that, and I'm going to be the manager, which is a very big 
position to take on, even if it is part time, because I'm still going to have my full time job. Yeah. So fuck me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in doing that, I have convinced Maggie to come on as a bartender. (laughs) Yay me. (laughs) So. And like, it's not just that we're taking on part time jobs. This is something that we're really trying to transition our lives into. Yeah. Because, hey, guess what? Working at an office fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's totally. I. It's totally fine for some people. And I don't dislike my job. You don't dislike your job. But we have been working in this kind of job, like a sedentary job mm. for long enough to mm-hmm. be like we cannot physically or mentally handle this yeah. for very much longer. So getting involved with Helderberg Meadworks is something that made me realize like yeah, this is what I'd rather be doing. Right. So I'm hoping that that becomes a major focus. Yeah. And also, like, we want to start brewing our own beer and, like, getting into that. Yeah, that, cider, mead. Yeah. Just trying to, like, make our own drinks, see where that takes us. And just getting our footing in the homebrew arena is oh. a lot of time and a lot of trial and error and mm-hmm. a lot of learning that we have to do. And we we don't have the time no not with the podcast not with the podcast full-time job part-time job opening a new location and all that shit we can't do it all and like we've been doing this for four years and it's not that our heart is not in it anymore it's just that it's kind of zapping our energy we're spread thin we're like butter scraped over too much bread thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's while we are ending the show, we're not doing it because, like, I fucking hate this. We're doing it because it's, like, we just have... Our lives are changing. Our lives are changing, and there's other opportunities on the horizon, and it just comes down to, like, we're not getting any younger. If we want to try new things, Seriously. we're going to have to... And my back isn't getting any healthier, <sighs> No, my so... hips are fucking done. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's not that we haven't enjoyed doing this or don't want to keep doing right. it. Right. If there... I had nothing else on my plate... Oh God! I'd still be doing this, but unfortunately, my plate is fuller than a fucking Thanksgiving like corningware. <laughs> so <laughs> corningware, Jesus. Yeah, and I almost feel like before I started the podcast, my life was very dull, and then mm-hmm. I started the podcast, and it definitely got more exciting. And and then like life even outside of the podcast like just got really like oh god like life is changing and everything's yeah. different and weird and I definitely ran out of time. Yeah, I went from being dull to like I've got a lot going on. To right now. I have no time to do anything, and I'm gonna lose my mind mm-hmm. anyway. Anyway, so with all of that said, I hope that answers some questions, and for the rest, we'll answer those now. Yeah, because this is supposed to be the Ask Us Anything. Yeah, sorry. It's like a half hour in and we haven't answered anything yet. Too bad. Well, I mean, I think we answered like a general question of what where'd happened? you come from? Where are you going? Where'd you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> Why are you Cotton Eye Joe? Who are you, Cotton Eye Joe? Um, we don't know. None of us know. So, um, but yeah, you all sent us some questions and we're just going to shoot them off one by one. Yeah. So I think our first set of questions is from our friend Matthew. Yeah, big shout out to Matthew. Sh- oh my God, Matthew has been a fan of ours for forever. a while. He heard about us from the 1999 podcast. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was a '90s song. Oh, podcast. Jesus, that was so long ago. Yeah. But he's he's local. Yeah, he is a local Troilet, and uh, <laughs> he and his band Finial are getting back together and starting to play again around here. So yeah, you gotta check me out. Hopefully, we can get to see them soon yeah. because they are lovely boys. Yes, they're all lovely. Their music's great. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. So the first question from Matt is. You had a running list of band name ideas. Which ones rose to the top? First of all, I know this is not a visual medium, but you could it's see so long. this fucking list of song or of band names. And not only do we have a list of band names, but we also have a list of uh, great first album yeah. names. Yeah. I only have some of those on this. I put at least the other... Yeah. yeah. Like, I, there's so many from here. Like, and Titty a, Boat. <laughs> titty, titty Boat's a good one. Titty Boat's great. Um, I, That might be, like, the top of the list. Yeah. But also, a lot of these were written down when we were very, very drunk. Like, Lesbian Beanbag Drum Circle. <laughs> I don't remember what that's from. <laughs> I remember Stank Face and the Thirsty Girls. That is old. That is, that like, is old, but also, it's really really good yeah oh chicken fist oh yeah that's the dad band that's gonna open at david we created this middle-aged dad band so like if anyone takes this you need to give us credit oh my god you've got to be at least in your late 40s and you're gonna start this band with your friends and you're like mostly gonna do covers of 90s songs but like your lead singer his favorite band has to be buck cherry and he loves it to perform to without be. his shirt on, which, yeah. you know what? And it's fine. It's fine. I'm but... not judging him for it, but that's the type of person he is. Right. Exactly. He insists on performing and without a shirt. he probably wears boot cut jeans mm. with mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. whiskers on the on the hips. Oh, wow. He wears those. Yeah. Oh, wow. He totally does. But yeah, that's uh, that's chicken fist. So that's a very specific one. If you're going to do that. Uh, Tragically White was your Wi-Fi name for a while. It's a great name. Tragically White. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Tinder Warlock. <laughs> Tinder Warlock. <laughs> I feel like I should remember uh, that one. The Shitty Chats. <laughs> shitty Chats. Work Boner. Lucifer in a Lunchbox. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. That was a really mm. good one. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Nudes in Japan. Snatch Energy. That's a great, like, women punk band. Yeah. Dwaynesburg Uncle was a bluegrass band. Oh, yeah. Dwaynesburg Uncle is definitely a bluegrass band. <laughs> Godzilla and the Cats. Aww. Wiener <laughs> of Importance with opening act Balls of Significance. Uh, gender Fluid Grandpa. Oh, Tambourine, Tambourine Dream. Tambourine Dream. That's a great one, too. Slut Nugget. <laughs> Slut Nugget. Also, Werewolf Workday, which is a Vampire Weekend cover band. <laughs> I got to give my brother Andre credit for that one. That was great. Dads yeah. with no kids. <laughs> They're like the really cool like yacht rock version of uh the other one, Chicken Fist. Oh, that's good. I like that. They're like the one that we would go to and actually see. Three Dinos Deep. I like that one. <laughs> Canadian Fun Dip. Yep. <laughs> Snake City. That's a good one. Yes. So the next one he was... He gave us a nice handful. Yeah. What are your favorite breweries and or beverages? And they don't have to be the ones featured on the podcast. I'd be happy to hear your go-to tipples. Tipples. I think that word's funny. Tipples. I like tipples. tipples. Using that. I mean, I think a lot of the ones we talked about on the podcast are fucking go-tos. All of yeah. our all of our like shout-outs um, 
for you know best beers of the year will always i'll always go to like yeah uh mass mass landings gunner's daughter oh shit yeah yeah oh i didn't even write that one down fuck oh, yeah girl. that's like i think that's our number one absolute stars and stripes and you know cannons kind of yeah because you can always go back to someone but really close is that jabat jepass cerveza i wrote that down and i wrote how to pronounce it jepass jepass cerveza cerveharia oh shit cerveharia portuguese is weird oh it is portuguese i'm sorry you're right cerveharia but they had that um green tea ipa that's like that was fucking tits it was amazing yeah it was illegal i can't imagine how good that was um Unfortunately, I had to pretty much give up the beer. You did. For the most part. Probably like, that was about two years, two years ago now. (laughs) Simple plan playing in the background (laughs) as I longingly look at a beer. As I'm like chugging this beer next to you, like what? I mean, that doesn't mean that I completely cut beer out. Like I, can, she doesn't. She does make her mistakes. I can make mistakes sometimes, but, and I live to regret it every time. But it's worth it. It's worth it. But you've you've found some really good ciders. The Untitled Art Seltzers. Oh, fuck you. Those were some of the best things I have ever put in my mouth. And I've had dick in my mouth. So (laughs) (laughs) they were fantastic. Yeah, honestly, Untitled Art is a brewery that I don't think has ever really done wrong. They're generally pretty good because I've had their beers and they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I've had their beers. All right. I've I've had, I think, four seltzers from them. Their seltzers are always good. And all of them have been real good. Um, I think Dewclaw is just always a reliable oh, bur- they're brewery. they're so good. Like, you can always do Dewclaw. I don't always love their pastriarchy brand. Like, sometimes those are a little ones, too... A little sometimes too they're a little too much. And sometimes they're a little too fake tasting. Yes. When they do, like, the fruity flavors. Little like mm. black cherry, mm. little, 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 much. little cough syrup, but like, but you can always like their standard sweet baby Jesus, um, yep, dirty little freak. Like, uh, their their standards are always good, yep. So you can always trust the Duke, and their sour me line has never, oh, never done me wrong. And they have unicorn farts, mm, I do love unicorn farts, it has glitter in it. But what are um, some of the some we've had some uh, really good ciders too. So my go-to is always going to be King's Highway because all of their ciders are completely dry. Yep. And I don't like sweet shit. Nope. So I'm going to go with dry every single time. Um, Citizen Cider. Like eight times out of ten perfect. Even their sweeter stuff is good. Yeah. Also, I discovered Original Sin Cider, which we've used on a couple podcasts. Mostly the Halloween ones because... They have has a black widow. They on have the it. black widow, but they also have a super dry pineapple one that's fucking Ooh, delicious. That is really good. Even their dry rose, yeah, it's really good. It is. It's fucking good. And speaking of dry rose, Oma Gang has a dry rose that's actually really good. Oh yeah. They also have a dry chai cider that's fucking delicious. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think generally too, as far as like locally goes, like I mean, where our form is a go to five one eight craft like Schmaltz beer is good. I like Single Cut North. I think they have some good stuff. It's kind of I think it's I think it's kind of like basic, but it's a trustworthy basic. Eh, I'm like, not impressed. I've never been impressed by I them. Know. But I, I, I find their stuff to be like 
I can, if I need to like get like a four pack for people and I don't really know what you're going to drink, like I know I could probably get a single cut and people will be generally be like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. They have a stout that's pretty standard. The Eric. Yeah. yeah. Eric is good. Yeah. Um, but like other beers that I've had since we've done this podcast, Springdale Lavinade oh, yeah. is lavinade. one of my absolute fucking favorite sours. Mm-hmm. It's that's amazing. Great. And you know what we haven't had in a while is burial. Yeah, Bruce we from haven't. Burial. Like we used I to fucking love them. those. Same. I haven't seen them around. Yeah. Burial, where are you? Burial, where'd you go? But that was a good brewery. They're in, I think, North Carolina. Yes. So that might be part of the reason. Um, the Empire Black Magic Pumpkin Stout oh. that we had yep. this past Halloween playlist episode, ridiculous, twenty twenty one, was fucking amazing. It was so fucking good. Pretty much everything I've had from Nightmare Brewing. Oh, yeah. Nightmare is really reliable. Not A only, little expensive. It's a, Oh, it's fucking worth it, though. Yes. Because everything that they have made that I have had so far has been superb. That's, I just like to give people the heads up like, hey, it's going to cost you, but it's going to be worth it. And their labels are gross. So if you're, <laughs> if you're not a horror fan, don't fucking look at it. But, <laughs> but if you're into that shit. Because it's bloody as fuck and they are very into um death metal and black metal macabre and bullshit even on their website they have a list of all of the beers that they have and they at the end of each description it's like pairs well with this song by this metal band oh, that's really cute it's very very sweet i'm sure that's so. i'm sure that's what they're going for cute and sweet yeah right hmm yeah, well, I think no. I think that's like cute it. and sweet, but of course we also have to shout out our favorites, Rare Form. Yeah, I mean, like Rare Form is our like old standby. I literally yeah. live around the corner from it. It's basically our neighborhood bar. Yeah, that's our bar. Yeah, and then actually, funny enough, I will live around the corner from Helderberg Meadworks Troy location soon too. There you go. Which is another reason why my gal works there. I just have to like basically roll out of my apartment and get there. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> but also like. Helderberg Meadworks, Peter and Kirsten, who own it, were some of the first friends we made Yeah, through the podcast. It's the reason why I work there. It's yep. the reason why like, we have a location in Troy now. It's all of this. So Yeah, it's kind of really amazing how we managed to kind of grow that out of... I guess that's Isn't sweet. It? Oh, it's I didn't nice. think about that. But like, yeah, from this podcast. That's the know. reason why we're friends with them. Yeah, and that's probably, I would assume, we're part of the reason that they're like, yeah, we'll move into Troy. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Also, like, half their staff lives in Troy. So yeah. I mean. <laughs> it's only logical. Yeah, yeah. And it's if you're going to open up somewhere, this makes sense. Troy is the place that makes the most sense. To us, anyway. Yeah. I We're suppose biased. if you don't live here, it probably means nothing. I'm but. sure there are people who aren't in Troy, like, Troy sucks. And I'm like, meh. You keep your little Say town. that to my face. Stay the fuck out of Troy. Stay the fuck out of Troy. <laughs> yeah, those are, I would say... Our standards. Yeah. That's a big list of beers. Go check them out. It's a lot. So here's another question. From Enya and Bono's Neighborly Tiffs to Henry Rollins' What's Up Hotline, you've established a lot of rock candy headcanon. Which recurring bits do you love or hate the most? First of all, I don't hate any of them. They're all no, fucking they're comedic all hilarious. Gold. We're amazing people You're that welcome. make up fantastic shit. Even though, like, we're terrible at Irish accents. The <laughs> Bono living next to Enya and rummaging through her recycling to organize it properly is, like, yeah. how... And what? How else do you think they neighbor? I just want to picture like little Bono like 
ass over tea kettle yeah. in a garbage can, like with his arms flailing and garbage going everywhere, trying to organize and like, yes. and yeah, what are you doing? And then he's like, I get, gotta fucking move. get out of my garbage can, Bono. Why do I fucking live here? <laughs> I never gave you permission to do that. <laughs> he's like, it's all right. I'm, I'm going to fix it. They won't take it unless you filter it properly. <laughs> I don't know what accents we're doing, and we're sorry. I never know. But also, Henry Rollins wants a potline. <laughs> I wish this really existed. I really do. I do. I feel like Henry Rollins would like have a lot of fun with that. He would just like have like a ten minute skit, like ever, like a podcast every week of ten minutes. Like this is Henry Rollins. What's a potline? This is what's up this week, and like he'll just like <laughs> tell you about cool music or a book that he's. But reading. like you can call in and ask him questions, or like give him a spiel and ask him a question. He won't even get like halfway through it he'll just stop and be like let me tell you what's up <laughs> like he's a fucking wrestler or something oh, but like yeah but also the ones that uh that are not mentioned um are how much we make fun of lars <laughs> you know oh delete my that. god delete that delete that we started out making fucking inspirational memes out oh of Lars my quotes. god because like we should repost those because they were fantastic about those. i think i still have them somewhere i mean they're probably still on our instagram oh buried probably deep. oh my buried god. real deep i'm gonna have to repost them yeah because like, you need to watch some kind of monster it's the funniest movie to have ever been made well also our first year that we were recording, we took May as Metal Mayhem. Yeah. That was our metal month. And we did two episodes on Metallica. Yep. And I think, did we do two was, episodes on Judas Priest? It was Norwegian oh, Death Metal. Two episodes of Norwegian Death Metal and two episodes of Metallica. Metallica. And then we started Judas Priest and you did the first half and I did the second half. Yes. So, yeah, it, it is very funny how this show... And also, I mean, thanks to Heather and Mike of Make It Stop, definitely <laughs> just fucking rag on Metallica. All so of much. it, like, eventually woke me up to be like, oh yeah, they do oh. kind of suck. And that's not to say, like, I totally still listen to their old music. Yeah, there's nothing like, wrong with still listening to them. Oh, but I totally like, still listen to music, but I take the piss out of them oh, all the yeah. time. I mean, you can't not at this point. Oh, it's just it's too easy. Too and again, easy. And then when you watch their documentary some kind of monster oh, for when they were recording uh saint anger the shit that lars does it's just the shit he cringy. says it's so cringy and it's so like you get a very good impression of what his personality oh, is yeah. and it deserves full-on bullshittery kind of memes that we posted oh early God. in our podcasting career and you know he would only have been outdone if guns and roses ever made a documentary like that because <laughs> we can't forget our axel rose moments yeah Axel, you want some ice cream maybe <laughs> axel rose will only work for an ice cream cone he, can, he will only work he will only come down off the whiskey a go-go for an ice cream cone wasn't that he was on the whiskey go-go because he was having a hissy fit over yeah, his he was contact throwing t- lenses yeah right? he was throwing a fucking temper tantrum like it's just like the, in our guns and roses episode which was around the same time as our metallica ones that was our just, first surprise two-parter that was when our I first was surprise. Like, you're like i have 20 pages of notes i'm like we're gonna have to do a two-parter <laughs> you know that right like yeah we're gonna have to do a two-parter 
Oh my Oopsie. god. <laughs> eh, it was it was fine and it was fucking hilarious. Like and that's exactly how I imagine Axel Rose is. Like he's just Oh yeah, he's just a whiny has, baby. He has he's a whiny little baby and has little hissy fits and you just have to find the one thing that like is going to appease him. Yeah. And in our story of Guns yeah. N' Roses, it's ice cream. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I get that. These are our headcanons. Yeah. Like that's how it works and it's beautiful. We totally fucking understand that. I hope I hope our listeners have enjoyed our headcanon as much as we have, because I do. <laughs> I mean, it's here for us to enjoy. Yeah, right? If you like it, that's cool. So the next question, uh, what have been some highlights and lowlights you have experienced while creating the show? Well, there have been a lot of highlights. Yeah, we've had a lot of really fun experiences from this. I, think I mean, I think you probably have the best. My favorite, 100%, is interviewing Eddie Reyes from Taking Back Sunday. Yeah, that was like all of your little girl dreams come Absolutely. true. Absolutely. Little emo girl dreams just came true today. Absolutely. Um to be like less than 1 degree from anybody in Taking Back Sunday at this point is like <laughs> you're just your brain is slowly exploding. Just tiny explosions inside my skull constantly. So that was awesome and like it wasn't just awesome because I got to interview somebody from Taking Back Sunday. Right. It's because he was a really cool dude. Eddie was very sweet. He's yeah. lovely. Um, you know, he's he's talked to us since. He's very nice. Yeah, he's still a really in, cool dude. Still interacts with me on um the Instagrams and stuff. So yeah. he's been a super, super cool dude. And he was like I full disclosure, I fucking hate doing interviews. <laughs> She I get so nervous. hate it. I get so nervous. I become a dumb fucking idiot. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to act, especially when it's like over Zoom. Yeah, I hate doing it over Zoom. I hated it. But like he was so chill, so cool. He made me feel comfortable. Yeah, um, yeah we did get to do a lot of really cool interviews. Um, yeah, we through- didn't do too many, but like the ones we did were really important. To yeah. Me. Well, like, it was so crazy how we ended up meeting Gangsta Grass. Totally random. So random. Fucking fantastic story, though. I know. It was just, we went to go see Lords of Chaos at our local, you know. Like, indie indie, indie movie kind of theater. At, at Proctor's in Schenectady. They were doing, um, or like, like just a quick residency for, like, the college students or something, I think. Yeah, so they were doing, I think it was a recurring thing that they would do every summer. Mm-hmm. They would... Every winter. Or every winter, every January. I'm sorry. Um, they would come, they were going to Schenectady Community College to do some kind of, like... It's like a men- workshop. Kind of like a workshop or mentoring thing yeah. that they would do with the music department there. Mm-hmm. So they were in Schenectady doing that. And we were in Schenectady seeing Lords of Chaos, and we all happened to be at the same bar together at the same time after hours. Yep. And we were loudly criticizing this movie, having a very lively, half-drunken conversation about it. And um, Arson and Dan from Gangsta Grass were sitting, like, down the bar a little bit, having their own conversation. And then all of a sudden, they came up to us, and I believe... They asked us something like... Some of Batman and Superman, I believe. And time travel. And time travel. And I was like, all right, let's have this conversation. (laughs) We were like, all right, let's go. And I was like, I have no idea what any of you are saying right now. (laughs) But they were lovely. And then they found out we had a podcast. And, 
you and know. they very much wanted to be on it and we're like whoa pump the brakes we're not that good yet yeah like we've been doing this for maybe a year but then the next year they came back and we got yes. to interview them it was quick and it was dirty and it was on like <laughs> a handheld handheld recorder that i was using wrong it's fine you were um, using it wrong it was just it was old no, if I had just left it in the middle, but, I could have edited it a little but bit But also, it was, very, it was a very nice recorder, because when you turn it off, it said, goodbye, see you. Goodbye, see you. <laughs> and they have the same recorder. But they are lovely humans. Yes. They were so much fun to hang out with and talk to. I'm really hoping, you know, as the Rona times, I don't know, uh, they can come back someday and we can just hang out. Yeah, that I'm would like, be hey, nice. You all want some drinks? <laughs> hang out? Just chill? Yeah. They're lovely. And then we got to meet Mary and um, Enoch. Yeah. So if you, I don't, I hope you have listened to our interview episode with Enoch from Mm -hmm. Scream. And lo and behold, he's living in Troy now. I know. We didn't know that. (laughs) But his partner, Mary, contacted us because she was a fan of ours and said, hey, do you want to interview Enoch? And we were like, fuck yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And we had a lovely conversation oh, yeah. with the both of them over Zoom because it was Corona times. Oh, yeah. um, and Enoch gave us the best story, the best first guitar story. Yes. That ever existed. I'm not going to tell you. People yeah, you got to listen. You have to go listen to oh, it. Oh, my God. But, but they God are. Damn it. They are the loveliest. They're so lovely. I'm glad like now that. You know, we've had chances to hang out since. Yes. Which is great. But they're lovely. So thank you both for reaching out and becoming our friends. Thank you for everyone becoming our friends. I think that's the biggest thing because we have made, we have met so many amazing people in the podcasting business that are like good friends now. Yeah. Like genuinely, I I care about them and enjoy seeing them and hanging out with them yeah like heather and mike from make it stop and lils and pat from yeah. jukebox zeros yeah. scott from writer's bagel basket yeah um who am i missing uh joey and mark ellis and aubrey, and aubrey from, from so, so wizard and and um, lloyd, lloyd and john, john. pint <laughs> i'm like and uh dave, dave from, from blame, blame your brother yeah like everybody yeah. I know I'm forgetting people. I am so sorry. Um, Neon Brainiacs, we were on their oh, yeah. show. We were on Muses show Muses. or Muses was on our show. Yep. Yeah. Muses with Lynx and Shanti. Yeah. And then we had the V Spot with Andy yep. and Danny and Kat. Andy was on our Guar episode, <laughs> and we were on theirs. I mean, honestly, we've been really lucky. We were also on Give the Drummer some with DJ Mercy. G- DJ, great, G- great G- local. <laughs> Great local, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> great local DJ. Yeah, um, we've just been able to make friends with so many people, local and beyond, and it's really been awesome. And I, that's the one thing I want to continue having outside of this. Like, yeah, hey, sorry, we're not doing a podcast anymore, but like, we'll hang out. We'll absolutely be on your, uh, on your podcast, even if we're not doing our own podcast. Um, but also just hang out with us, but just hang out with us just hang out. and I, I just love talking to people yeah. 
and like having a couple drinks and talking about like some musical I hate or (laughs) like like, hearing about like your next project and your band or something or like going through some album that's terrible or some album I really like or trying to defend why I like this shitty emo album when nobody else does you know I like doing that yeah and I'd be happy to continue doing that and I think we will continue doing that yeah that's definitely meant a lot to us so as long as i can keep doing that i think negative wise um i mean we've had shitty comments but honestly what the fuck ever you know at the end of the fucking day like you're gonna like i don't think you've made it unless you get shitty comments there there was one period where we got like a string of negative shit oh yeah it was a bad time for us to be getting shitty comments but here we were there was like one week where I think we got like one review. or two shitty reviews. We got some shitty comments and then we got an email from somebody who literally told us we should kill ourselves. Oh, yeah. And that's when I was like, fuck all of this. Like, like what why? am I fucking doing? <laughs> like, I was I felt like that for a hot second. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck all of you. Like, honestly, screw you assholes. What do you know? You know what? I, the fact that you've made effort within your day to contact me and tell me to kill myself means I at least left an impression on you. And hopefully yeah. you're still mad about whatever I made you mad but at. Like, is it because I don't like Wes Anderson films? Because I'm not apologizing <laughs> is it because I that? don't like Weezer? Because fuck yourself. Nobody likes Weezer anymore. <laughs> um, But like, uh, I think what got me more... It wasn't just people like attacking us personally for our own podcast. It was just like the wider scope of it all. Like these people are mad at us because we are women in mm-hmm. podcasting. That that's not the case in every negative comment or every negative review. But you can but tell. But there is a big part of this that is just these people are mad because we are women and we know what we're talking about. Generally, most of the comments, majority, it seemed that the people who have left them identify as male. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been insulted for um, being prude. We have been insulted for swearing too much. For being, we're too prude, but we're also too vulgar. Yep. Um, we don't know what we're talking about. See, I think that's the worst one. The worst one, the is, one that does oh, piss yeah. me off is when people are like, they you don't, don't know, know what, what you're they're talking, talking about. about. Yeah. Bitch, no. I did 20 hours of fucking research on this. Yeah. You want to fucking come for me? You want me to cite my fucking sources? Because I'll cite oh, my fucking sources. I'm sorry, we do that at the beginning of every fucking episode. Exactly. So gargle my balls. Yeah. You piece of shit. It's like the big... That's the insult. One of the best examples, and this wasn't even an insult to me, it was something that made me laugh very hard, um, was when we did our Misfits episode. Oh, God, yes. Because... We don't often do episodes where we start out not liking the band. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the only episodes we did that with were The Grateful Dead Mm -hmm. and Misfits. Yeah. I already knew I didn't like them. But even with The Grateful Dead, I could find a lot in there to be like, you know, I'll give them credit for the wall of sound. I'll give them credit for like, you know. The technical shit. Yeah. And like, jam bands aren't for me, but at least they were reimagining a way to play music. Exactly. I'll give you credit. With The Misfits, like, I just didn't like them as people because- they're not good people. They're really shitty They're people. They're shitty. Glenn Danzig is a shitty person. Jerry Only is a shitty person. I'm pretty sure they all say they're shitty too. They have. They make no excuses for their shitty behavior. They don't. So I was like, yeah, these guys are fucking garbage. And I did my best to find the best book about the misfits 
and the most comprehensive book mm-hmm. about the misfits that had the best reviews and the one i picked was that one it was almost the only yeah book about the misfits from start to finish yeah and then that so, yeah. fucking so dweeb then, on Facebook. <laughs> so then we posted it. And like a day later, some dweeb on Facebook who runs a Misfits page yeah. was like, these girls don't know what they're talking about. They clearly didn't do any research. They're clearly not meant to be taken seriously. Well, and didn't he say like, they use the one book that everybody knows you yeah. don't use. And it's like, no, not everybody knows you don't use that book. But also the only reason you said nobody uses that book is because... They are actually not critical, but realistic about, about who, who the are. misfits are. Yeah. And it is funny because there was a flood of insults, including the they're just oh, we're irrelevant 50 year old witches. Irrelevant 50 year old witches, which I fucking love. That I took that as a compliment. That was fantastic. But the <laughs> other best part was the a woman comes in and says, look, y'all. Like, I love the misfits, but we can all agree they're assholes. If these yeah. women thought they were assholes, it's, and she it's was like, totally legit. This book didn't say that they were assholes. These women are not the first people to say that they are assholes. <laughs> Literally every other fucking article in this world about Glenn Danzig notes that he is racist, homophobic, uh, sexist, and all of these other things. And all of the rest of the band members of the misfits Mm -hmm. have proven themselves to be this these are these two are not the first people to say that the misfits are all of these things yeah every other article on this world says that about them and they even say it themselves so like you know when you're a middle-aged cisgender white man what else are you gonna defend in your life and glenn danzig had just said like two months before that like really shitty homophobic things about um Lil Nas X. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. like he's really solidifying his own uh opinions on these things. Mm-hmm. So it's not just us. It's not just no. me. Mm-mm. And arguably the book I read was very neutral yeah. about them. So a lot of this like Glenn Danzig is a piece of shit stuff that we put into that episode it was my opinion. Yeah. But it's not I necessarily an off base opinion. But I didn't just pull this opinion out of my ass. Yeah. I based this opinion on articles I read, on books I read, on quotes directly from him, on interviews that I watched of him saying it directly. <laughs> like, I'm not just making this shit up. No. So it's it's when people <laughs> come at us and say shit like that when I'm like, no, I know what I heard. Yeah. I know what I read. I read legitimate articles from legitimate sources. Yeah. I read legitimate books from legitimate sources. Mm-hmm. I'm not just being an asshole here. But, you know, you're saying you're a woman saying something a man. But I like. am a woman saying things in relation to rock music. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I am wrong. Yep. If I criticize this this fan. And that actually ties into the only other thing that like I did get disappointed with is that we didn't get a larger female audience. Yeah. We are very like 55 45 mm-hmm. male. Mm-hmm. And I wish that more women were into us. Yeah. And like sometimes I guess that just attacks my insecurity I have with women already. Yeah. Like I've never felt comfortable around yeah, not like women in general, but just like a lot of women. 
for some reason when I meet a dude, I can immediately like be like, yeah, I'm comfortable, but like I'm goofy. Yeah, goofy I'm fucking weird. goofy. <laughs> fucking weird. But like I feel like women are raised to just be more like reserved. And I think that like also... a lot of women get very thrown off when they see a woman who's not reserved. Like, am I allowed to do this? And they're also raised to be in, in constant competition with other women. Yeah, which that's so. always upsetting too. Like I've never felt like I was we were in competition with anybody else. Like I never looked at it that way. And I mean, actually being a part of like the Lady Pod Squad was really nice um, because they would always, we would always post each other's stuff and lift each other up. And that was a lovely group of yeah. people. So, you know, there's definitely, there are really good pockets in the podcast community, at least, which is oh, nice. Yeah. Which I'm is glad really cool. we got into a couple of pockets mm. early on and were able to really make some solid friendships out of that. Yeah. Um, Want to go on to a a fun question. Yeah, let's spice things up with a question from our friend Chris, so, our, our brewer friend Chris, who asked us a very important question. Very important. Fuck Mary Kill, Lars Ulrich, Marilyn Manson, Varg Vickerness. This is hard. This is hard because he also like, asked like a oh, fuck Mary Kill of people we like, and I'm like, no, 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 that's not as interesting. What's harder is when you're like, oh fuck. I hate, my all of head. I hate all of this. This is Gun all to bad. My head. But like he did give us an out. It like aside from a like option. a nuclear holocaust or something like <sighs> I got my answer. I'm not proud of it. All right. All right. I'm going to fuck Varg. Uh, okay. Because like he is Norwegian. Uh huh. And, like, I don't know, like, if we're younger, like, maybe if we're, like, a little younger and this happens, it might be attractive. Young and naive. Right? Like, that young, like, in our 20s. You didn't know any better. We didn't know any better. Yeah. Like, you met him not on knowing, a, not you, knowing you what I know You met him now. on a dating website. Right? And, like, you just see that he is, like, the lead singer of a sick metal band. And you're just like, yeah. I like metal dudes. I okay. like metal dudes. He's cute. Like, this will be fine. He's got a beard. He's got a beard. This is fine. This is all fine. And, like, I'm, I don't know too much about him. Oh, fuck, do I have to know about it? You know, okay, we're just fucking. It's a one night thing. What and, if, like, wait, there's so many elements to this that, like, there's so many things we could put into this that make it easier or harder. Because, like, what if we don't know anything about anything? I of think them? we should go in knowing everything. We about need to everything. know everything. Okay, so, okay, let me go back to knowing everything. I oh, know everything God. about Varg, and I fucking hate it, but, like, maybe I could hate fuck him. He's not an unattractive man. Okay, okay. Right? Like, he's not I'm, unattractive. Okay, I'm going to leave my, like, thoughts to myself until you're done. Do um, <laughs> Like, he's not unattractive. No. It is a one-night thing. And, like, I don't know, he seems like he's always compensating. So maybe he'd be really good because he would, like, have something to prove. You yeah. know what I mean? And also, like, I feel like he is insecure. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, he very much wants to please you. Yeah, like, I think he would try. Uh-huh. Okay. Unlike who I'm going to marry. <laughs> I have my reasons, and I'm not happy about this. I think I know who it is. I'm going to marry Lars. I knew it. <laughs> All right. I hate you it. do realize he's, like, a foot shorter than you, Oh, yeah, right? it's going to be awful. It's going to be <laughs> fucking terrible, but I want you to think about what my options are right uh-huh. now. I know what your options are right now, and I get it. He's loaded. 
Yeah. He's fucking loaded. I didn't even think about that. Like, you are fucking set. You can have any fucking vanity small business project you want. Oh, this changes things. Doesn't it, though? And you know, like, he's so worried about himself. He's like, whatever. Just (laughs) I'm just chewing my gum here. Just take the money. Take my credit card. I don't care. Oh my god, I might rip his mouth out though, because he's gonna chew that gum all the fucking time. And no, like, just, just put put duct tape over him. Be oh like, no, it's like sex play. <laughs> Except Smell you never day. get the sex. Oh my god. <laughs> Even like a young Lars Ulrich is no, not attractive. Not attractive Lars is not, in the least. I will say, out of the three, he is very much the least attractive. Oh yeah. Like yeah. there is no physical attraction to that man. In any way, shape, or form. Oh, and he's so sweaty. He's so sweaty. Oh, my God. He chews gum and he's so sweaty. And he doesn't even drum good. No. He's not even a good drummer. Can you picture, do you think at home he has like a kit of snares without the snare in it? It's just snares, but he just hits the side of it. It's just Saint Anger constantly in that house. He is Saint Anger. Oh, my God. But he's so rich. Look, he's so rich. I'm going to just be so busy with projects. I'm barely going to see him. Like, you could buy a house that's so big that you can have your own half of the house. And it's still, like, gigantic. Yeah. And then I'm going to kill Meryl. I can't. Like, there there is no contraband. Yeah. No. Like, I feel like Marilyn Manson's the only way you can go. With kill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Actually, that's not true. You could kill any of them. Any of them deserve it. But I If I had my own way... I can't. I would yeah. kill them all. Right. But I think this is more interesting. Yeah. So, okay. Here was my thinking. Obviously, I'm going to kill Marilyn Manson. You have to. Get him, piece, get d- him d- the no. fuck out of here. In fact, I fucking hate that piece of shit. Yeah. Do you want to explain yeah, why? In fact, um, some of you may be like, hey, didn't you have a Marilyn Manson episode? We did. Sure did. Um, But then all of the things like, and when I put out the episode, there were whispers of him in sexual assault, but nothing solid, so I didn't include it in the episode. Yeah. But now that everything has come out um, with, you know, Evan Rachel Wood and even... Uh, the chick from Game of Thrones who played Roz, she oh, is one of the yeah. people that yeah, there's, there is, is pretty a vocal. plethora of women who a have lot come of out and been like, he is abusive and yes. he is manipulative and he's... It, it, it's and not all cute. of their stories have been similar enough that... I fucking believe it. Yeah. And it's not like any of them are all like besties or anything. So it's not like they're collaborating on stories. Every single one has an individual story that is extremely similar to everybody else. And I just feel like our episode wasn't scathing. And yeah, I should have been. I can't have that out in a way that seems like it's supporting or celebrating him. Exactly. I just, I made it, I, I took it off of our feed because it's This not, is one instance where I'm not going to separate the art from the artist. It's just too, it's too much. It's really bad. He is a disgusting person. So and, that's why he's yeah. auto-killed. Auto-killed. Marilyn Manson's auto Absolutely, auto-killed. like, kill is absolute, that's locked in, final answer. Yeah. No. Done. But man, the other two are But then the other two. Ripperoni. So, here's my thinking. Okay. I'm going to switch. All right. I'm what, very curious. What you had. So, yes, there's a lot of money. And that may change things down the line. Yeah. But my original uh, theory on this whole thing was that nobody ever said I couldn't have a poly relationship. 
I mean, nobody ever said we weren't getting divorced. And nobody that ever I wasn't said we having... weren't getting... Nobody said how long I have to be married to this nobody person. Nobody said that a prenup was getting signed. Exactly. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm going to say, I can fuck Lars one night if he keeps his fucking mouth shut. <laughs> I can... I can do anything for one night. You know what? It's fine. I can do anything it's just, for 10 minutes. I can do anything for 10 minutes and it's going to take- just keep a- getting every 10 minutes. I can do anything for 10 minutes. I can do I don't have for to do minutes. that with Lars. I can do anything for less than two minutes. Oh, but you're probably right. So I can fuck him and just be like, done, out, I'm out. <laughs> the worst it is like two, two hours of your night. Yeah. And whatever. And then like- I think I can probably have a fun evening with Varg mm. when it comes to just talking about music. Okay. Okay. If we are not going into his philosophy on literally anything. But you know you are, though. Don't need to. <laughs> but you gotta. He's gonna be like, you need to hear this, though. I can't speak Norwegian, nor shall I try. But also, like, I feel like there are more things in this world that I can possibly talk to him about besides his bullshit views on anything. Okay. And actually kind of relate to him. You know, we're both taking gambles here, so I want to see how this plays out. This is such a gamble, and I am not saying I am okay with this in any way, shape, or form, but this is how I have to rationalize this question. That's true. We are disassociating right now. I am just, and also I can just disassociate (laughs) for most of it, (laughs) but like if I, gun to my head, had to marry Varg, I could do it. I could even probably fuck him just to be like, hey, what's it like to fuck Varg? You know, <laughs> that's kind of what my you know? mindset was like. Right. I just he's not an attractive he's man. He's not. You know what? Like Lars, if he just. Well, no, not like Lars, but like Lars, if he just keeps his mouth shut. Yeah. Like these guys need to keep their fucking mouths they shut. Fucking and then shut. I can probably do whatever. Yeah. You know, do we got to do. So like if gun to my head, I had to marry him. I think I could do it. OK. And. It would get to a point where I'm like, I can't anymore. Yeah. I mean, we're, these are all ending in divorce. Oh, yeah. But also, like, nobody ever said I can't have a poly relationship. So I'm just going to be like, yo, Varg, you stay here in France. I'm a fuck off to the United States where I came from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe we'll touch base every once in a while. Maybe. But, like, maybe I'll serve you some divorce papers pretty soon. You don't know. You don't know. But also, I'm just going to go, like, fuck other people. Over and you here. can too. That's and great. And you can fuck whoever you That's want great. over here. I don't need to know. I don't, I don't give a fuck. We don't need to know. I really, I can't police your dick. It's fine. I'm not gonna. I can't police Just your like dick. Just like you can't, like, you police can't, my you, cooter. You it's can't not lock down this snatch, baby. You can't. You, you can't, can't lock down the snatch. You can't lock down a snatch like this. No, you really um, can't. So I think that's what I'm going to do because nobody ever said I had to be faithful and, like, actually live with them. mm but no matter what, Marilyn Manson dies. No matter what, Marilyn Manson is fucking dead. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> that was good. That was a good exercise in our brains. Yeah. And also what we both like are like, I think I can deal with it for the money. And you're like, I think we can have a decent conversation. One. At least one decent I know, conversation. I know I have no conversations ahead of me. <laughs> I have none. Absolutely none. It's dick or get out. Oh my god, it's just disassociation the entire time. Yeah. 
So now that we have that out of the way. Yes, thank goodness. Let's go on to our next question, which is, which album cover art do you like the best? And that was a very interesting question because I'm like, I don't know. I've never thought about it. Yeah, I never thought about it either. And then I really had to think about it and I couldn't think of anything. (laughs) So I will say one thing came to mind. Every time we've gone to the record riot or like... I go into like a flea market, a flea market or a record store. Mm-hmm. I feel like I always see the same album, what and is it, it always catches my eye, and I always want to buy it. Is and it Hotel California by the Eagles? It's not. I do have that though. <laughs> I have like two of them, <laughs> but no. Whenever I am at a record distributor, uh-huh. I see this and I want to buy it, and then I see who it is, and I'm like, I don't want this. Oh, I don't no. know anything from it. I don't know anything from it. It is um. Emerson Lake and Palmer brain salad surgery. I have that one. It looks so cool. It's an HR Giger uh, album cover. Oh, that's why it looks so cool. Yeah, that's why it's fucking awesome. It looks so cool that I'm like, I don't really care for Emerson Lake and Palmer, so I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> My boyfriend got me a record player a few years ago for Christmas, and the first album that we played on it was that fucking album. Fucking stop. Is it good? I don't, it's Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. It's like progressive <laughs> rock. I don't give a shit. Wait, but we like progressive rock. Yeah, I don't know if I like that progressive rock. <laughs> Not that progressive. It's, it's no rush. And like beyond that, I would say the other albums that really catch my eye tend to be like the classic metal. Like Dio albums look sick. King yeah. Diamond. Um, Judas Priest has some great album oh, covers. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, like, those ones, like, classic metal from, like, the 70s, 80s, really... Iron Iron Maiden. Maiden. Oh, Iron Maiden's album covers are sick. Megadeth's album covers are pretty awesome, too. They're okay. Megadeth and... (laughs) Like, I feel like the ones I mentioned are tier one. Yeah. And then, like, Megadeth and Metallica are kind of tier two. Yeah. They're good, but, like, they don't catch my eye the way the other ones do. I'm like, that looks really Master of Puppets is an amazing album cover, though. You're right. You're right. Some of my favorite album covers are actually from a band called Baroness, which I'm sure oh, yeah. I've, I've talked about on yes. this podcast. Um, all of the album covers are actually paintings by their lead singer-guitarist, mm-hmm. John Briz- Baisley. Baisley. John Baisley. Yeah, so he does all of the paintings, and for their two most recent albums, Purple and Golden Gray, he collaborated with a Dutch artist named Marold Van Hasteren. Yes. Who also worked on album covers for Ghost. Oh. So they're similar I know you hate Ghost. I fucking hate Ghost. I kind of like Ghost's aesthetic. That's because it's King Diamond's aesthetic. Which is why I like it. It works. You know what? Marketing. That's how how capitalism, baby. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Um... And also, unlike a, the completely other side of the rock spectrum, I really like Ockerville Rivers album covers. I like that one. Oh, God, with the song. You used it for Halloween once. Oh, um. That's like a bird skull on it, I think. It's like, don't fall in love with everyone. Don't fall in love with everyone something or other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the guy who did that album cover his name is will schaff and he did pretty much all of their album covers that is a nice album and he does he does good work they're very they're they almost look like um artistic tattoos 
yeah. with banners on yeah, them they and everything. Do. And I kind of like that though. Yeah. But like we they, have we have a vibe. We have it's an fine. aesthetic. It's fine. Um, but also fucking Mastodon. Mm. Their album covers are epic. Again, metal. Yeah. I feel like if you want good artwork, album artwork, you're gonna go for a metal album. You should. Um, it's always really good. Amorphous uses the same artist for a lot of their albums. So oh. their last album, Queen of Time, and their current album, Halo, that they just put out this week, I think. Um, those two at least use the same artist. Oh, that's cool. And he does the same guy is in an art collective in France, I think. And they do a lot of um, album covers for metal bands, and they're fucking fantastic. Yeah. I feel like that's just an aesthetic that we really like. Yeah. I really like it. But it it. works for us. Like, that's pleasing to the eye for us. Yeah. And there's also iconic um, logos, like Motorhead, Death. Yep. Oh, yeah. Deaths is really... And it's so funny, too, because, like, really quick, I was like, well, let me just, like, because I, at first I was at a loss for this question, and yep. then I, like, looked up, like, iconic, or I looked up artistic album covers, and you just get the same. Same bullshit the, every time. The Velvet Underground, Sgt. Mm. Peppers, like, I'm just like, yeah, no, it's, like, a banana isn't that cool, <laughs> guys. Yeah. The People, monkeys folks, in the shape of a guitar is, is not that cool. Folks, it's not that exciting. <laughs> Come on. Fleetwood Mac in a common, like, Microsoft Word font is not that exciting. It's not. It's really not. It's really not. But... Like, Queen has some fun ones, and David Bowie has a couple fun ones. And also, Queen's... The one album from Queen that's the robot holding News of the World. News of the World. That is an iconic (laughs) album. (laughs) Scares the shit out of Stewie. It's so fucking funny. But that's an iconic album cover, it really too. Is. It really is. Though. And so is, I think, A Night at the Opera and A Day at the Races. Right. To me, those are iconic because I remember them from my childhood. Yep. And, like, just the logo and the font, like, in it's cool how they play mm-hmm. on, like, the white and the black. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely tons of artists who do a really good job with their artwork and they're very thoughtful about it. And it's 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 not just artwork. It's a marketing tool. Yeah. Because you want something that's going to catch people's eyes. Yeah. So. They do it. They're pulling it off. They do it. All right. Here's a fun one. I mean, I if, think it's an obvious one. If you could live anywhere in the middle, in Middle Earth, where would you live and why? The, the Shire. Shire. Duh. Duh. All right. Next. <laughs> like, do we have to explain it? If, if I have to explain this to you, you haven't been listening. Yeah. Go back. Okay. Re-listen. Come back for the next test. Yeah. Um, who does your theme song? Actually, I do. You did it. I did it. You did it. I Yay. did. <laughs> um, fuck. It was yeah. So I had just moved out on my own, mm-hmm. and I got really high one night, and I was like, "We need a new theme song." <laughs> I made myself sound drunk, but I was actually like, "Hey, you know what? We should have a new theme song. That'd be cool." Yeah. And I legit just went into GarageBand and fucked around with guitar sounds. <laughs> and bass sounds and, and then, then you I, like sheepishly like made me listen to it the next time i came to your house okay. i was like yeah that sounds good it's a good theme song i, Ashley. I did it i did it i made a theme song you're like that's fine i'm like cool okay. i did it okay but yeah i i actually made it 
So that was me. So Maggie does our theme song because also I was sick of having to pay. Well, no, we didn't pay, but I was afraid of having to pay royalties for like the stuff we were using before. Yeah. It said it was for commercial use. And that was the thing too. Like I didn't want to use something that was commercial use because then other people could use it. And I didn't hear it in like somebody else's ad for their podcast. I was like, no. So I wanted to make our own. So at least it was unique and it was ours. Yeah. It's not like the most amazing fucking thing, but it's fine. Hey, it's a podcast intro song, and yeah. you did it. And I did it. <laughs> and you helped. <laughs> and I didn't help at all. I mean, you, I don't know. You gave me like a slight boost I of gave confidence you the when you were like, up. this is fine. You give me the, the commodus thumbs up. <laughs> Am I not merciful? Mm hmm. All right. So this question is from Sarah. Yes. Tell lovely me Sarah. all your thoughts on Grimes. So, Sarah. <laughs> I actually did a little, like, a very surface dive on Grimes. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, all right. You know what? She's not bad. Okay. Like, her music's pretty good. I really like Delete Forever. Delete Forever's like, I forgot. Um, I think it came out last year, I want to say. Maybe the end of 2020. Maybe the beginning of 2021. I don't remember. But it is a really beautiful song. Mm -hmm. And actually, I do think it's about... um, I think a friend of hers died of a drug overdose, and it's about, oh. like, the opioid epidemic and, like, Shit. losing people to that. All right. So, like, you know, deep materials. I'll give her that. I like Grimes's aesthetic. Like, she's a fucking weeb, so I can respect her because she's yeah. really big into, like, the anime manga shit. So I'm like, yeah. Her first album is, like, a concept album about the book Dune, which I was, like... Fucking respect. Yup. If not... If you can read Dune and understand it and interpret it in Dune's a way, not that hard. I don't know. It seems intimidating to <laughs> it's me. Big. It's thick. Um, it's a thick boy. Thick book. Um, big chongus. But like, <laughs> big chongus book. That's that is a fucking running headcanon thing for us. I mean, just in general. But big like, chongus. <laughs> Book Chongus. Book Chongus. But like, I feel like that is the most recent thing that we continuously come back mm-hmm. to and continuously make jokes on. Yeah. From the, rush, from the Rush episodes. But I forgot what I was talking about. You're talking about, about <laughs> respect to Grimes for like, and also like, this was 2012 before Dune was like Dune. That's, yes. And Dune isn't even like Dune the way it should be. Yeah. But, but, but like, before everyone was like, oh my God, Dune. Yeah. This is 2012 and she was still. She's about she's like six years. Yeah, she's about six years younger than us. That's it. I know. She yeah, she's like thirty two. I did know that. Yes, yeah, because it surprised me how I re- older she was than I thought. I thought she was like twenty six. I thought she was like twenty four. Yeah. No, she's like thirty two. So like, yeah, she did that when she was like twenty two. First of all, it was mm-hmm. her first album attempt like and she is self-taught which is really fucking cool mm-hmm. i would actually say my only real complaint about grimes musically is i wish and this is just i guess we can get into this gripe uh-huh. it's a music gripe it is a general oh music yeah. gripe a and stylistic it, choice that we well, fucking hate and i don't even know how much of a choice it is anymore i feel like women if you are a white wafy woman coming up in you have to have a have a whispery baby voice and i fucking hate hate it it. i hate it like you probably have a perfectly fine voice but it's it's like everyone's like you can't use it yeah because i don't want your real voice 
Yeah. Which I don't understand why that's a thing. Like, and people, like, shit their pants over it. I'm like, indie artists have been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> and then, like, it's the same fucking pop critics who, critics who will, like, shit on indie music. I'm like, you know all your favorite artists are basically indie artists now, right? Yeah. Right? Billie Eilish, Grimes, like, they're indie, indie artists. Indie music is now a stylistic choice that major labels can now put upon their yeah. fucking musicians. You know that, Right. Right. Like, so sometimes I find her voice a little graining in certain songs, but I still, A, really respect the fact that she does, she's she's self-taught, she's done it all herself. Mm-hmm. I think she does make really good music, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, I will give her the benefit of the doubt of just saying, like, I think that this stylistic choice vocally is just put upon women now. Which yeah. sucks. Which sucks for women. I mean, it's a style that's become popular, so a lot of people are going to mimic it. Mm-hmm. However, but, I will say personally, like, what's up with the Elon Musk thing, honey? Well, here's the thing. I purposely have chosen not to listen to any of her, her music <laughs> because I know that she sings like that and it is going to grate on my last nerve to it a will. point where I fucking hate her. And personally, I don't want to hate her because like she's like, already on thin ice. She's already on thin ice. <laughs> I don't want to like give myself more of a reason to just outright despise her because I don't think she's a bad no, person. Not at all. I think. But like your choices. She made some choices. She's making choices. I think she realized she made some choices mm. and she realized those choices were wrong. <laughs> So she was like, I need to reverse these choices. Yeah. And she did that. Mm. And then she went on a like photo shoot, basically, of her like, I'm free from Elon Musk photo shoot, <laughs> which was, was kind of weird. I was like, basically what? just her in like what looks like post apocalyptic clothing, yeah. <laughs> like walking around the streets of Los Angeles. Read, was it the Communist Manifesto? I, something like that. I don't know. It was a kid's that, 22. I don't remember. No, I think it was something like the Communist oh Manifesto. God. And <laughs> honey. And, but like I saw those pictures and I was like, yes, I'm here for this. Yes. Oh. This is a blatant fucking media cash grab. Yep. And I love it. <laughs> she's she's I definitely love it. She's definitely that friend of yours that's very extra. Yeah. And like. You're like, I love you, but I can only hang out with you like once a month. But also she's extra in a very smart way. Mm, that's that, was, that was that was extra smart. in a smart way. That was extra in a way that I can respect. And you know I don't respect a lot of extra bullshit. <laughs> so like I saw those pictures and I was like, this is fucking ridiculous and I'm here for it. I'm never listening to your music because I'll fucking hate you, but like You're fun. Your personal shit, you're fun. All I'm right, here. I'm here for it. So you know what? I'm 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 into seeing what happens next with Grimes. Oh yeah, I want to see what this like custody battle like oh. happens. I want to see all of it. I want to see her take down Elon Musk. You know what? So hard, Grimes. It's on you now. We're here for you. Yeah, the burden is heavy, but not all. Her. I know you didn't yeah. ask for the ring to come to you, but <laughs> here we are. But now you must choose to decide what to do with it yeah whatever gambit but like says also just like you know fucking take down elon musk for us thank you he <sighs> littered in space See, space is littered with his stupid fucking tesla 
Space is littered with Elon Musk and Teslas just circling. Circling Saturn. Saturn's rings are just fucking Teslas now. Just Teslas racing around (laughs) the rings of Saturn. (laughs) (sighs) What else we got? What artist or band did you start to listen to more because you did an episode on them? This is a lot. It's a lot. We're just I'm just gonna run down the list. I ain't even gonna get cray cray. Full disclosure. I'm not even going to lie. A lot of these episodes we did on artists because I was like, I heard they have a good story. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's do an episode on this. And then like last minute, like cram all their music into my head. Oh, my God. No, I love how you told me to do Janet Jackson's Velvet <laughs> Rope. She and you're told like, me to- I don't know, really. I'm like, believe me. And I did stories. it. And she was not wrong. It was I correct. love that album now. She is correct. But I will run down my list really quick of like. People who, like, musically, like, I was, like, I did the episode or was around doing the episode and then, like, musically I was, like, oh, fuck, this slaps. Yeah. And I think I'm missing bands, too, but oh, I'm yeah. still going to bring up. So, like, Joy Division, yep. The Specials, mm-hmm. Bjork, mm-hmm. Rammstein. Oh, I was already super into Rammstein. I was, like, hey, you should do an episode on Rammstein. Oh, that was another one where you told me to do Rammstein. Yeah, like, and, okay. we, and we, we had a listener had, who asked us to do but it. We had at least, like, two or three listeners that were, oh, like, yeah. hey, can you do an episode on Rammstein? Also, fascinating story. Great episode. Listen to it. Also, we got a lot of fans from that episode. Mm. We got at least three or four people that emailed us or commented on our social media that was like, I found you through your Rammstein episode. And we're like, really? Because nobody else about Rammstein. Nobody else has done an episode like that on Rammstein. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. But Rammstein's fascinating, and oh, their yeah. music's great. I was super happy we did that one. Yes. It's not all sausage to me. It's not. Why people love that episode. <laughs> uh, Susie and the Banshees, you yep. really got me into that. Thin Lizzy. Yep. Pro- oh, my God. I became a huge Prodigy fan after doing the episode yep. on Prodigy. I fucking love them now. <laughs> um, X-Ray Specs. Yep. Also got more into, like, Frankie Knuckles, mm-hmm. and um, disco music was, like, a whole new appreciation mm-hmm. for me. I'm missing shit. I know I am. But like, I will say as much as our episodes have fucked up my Spotify algorithm, <laughs> they've plenty, made it great. <laughs> yeah. Plenty have made it great. Yeah. But also they definitely think that I'm a big Smashing Pumpkins fan now, which oh, upsets no. me. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Spotify, oh, we need to have a talk. No. So the band that I started listening to the most because we did an episode on them was Typo Negative. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. That was another one. I am now a massive Typo Negative fan. Like Jeez, it's crazy. I knew who Typo Negative was. I knew who Peter Steele was. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that he died early. Mm. And I knew that they had a pretty good story to tell. So I was like, fuck it. I'll do Typo Negative. And then listening to their discography i'm like oh but they're really fucking good and like they're they're one of those bands that's super controversial yeah and, um, and for good reason for good reason but it's also one of those bands where i can separate the artist from the art yeah um but at the same time i fully understand that there is a huge element of tongue-in-cheekness yeah to them because they existed at a time when you can be controversial about things like race and sex and um, anything, anything political, blah, blah anything blah. political and get away with it. Mm-hmm. And people like you can take the piss. Yeah. About things like that. And people will understand it. 
um, if they existed now, that wouldn't happen. They no. would be no. run out of town. No. They no. would not be able to do it. But also, I think in that same vein, because Peter Steele unfortunately passed away at a young age, we'll never really know what would have become. And also, that means they're frozen in time. Yep, they're frozen in a time where um, you can get away with things like yeah. that. And and also too, it's like. I think it's totally respectable if you say I'm super into it and it's totally respectful if you say I fucking hate it. Like that is one of those things I'm like, I get it. You know yeah. what? Then we don't even have to have like a discussion I'm about it. Fully aware of the what the connotation is with a lot of his songs. Yeah. And But also he did sing Angry Inch really good. Exactly. So I have a hard time believing it's, he was totally like yeah, an asshole. I have a hard time believing he actually really believed in everything that he was, you know, poking fun about because he did that song I Like Goyles, yeah. which is a fucking horrible song. Oh, yeah. And I can guarantee you he thought it was really funny. Yeah. And he doesn't really believe everything that he says in there but he thought it was funny. So he put it on the album. The 90s were an immature time and that's not to excuse Extreme. it. But it's like, just that we, it, like, in general in the 90s, like, collectively the world had the humor of a 13-year-old boy. Yeah, like... We didn't was, understand the feelings you hurt. You don't understand how toxic that shit is. It was is. really funny to us to say things were gay when we meant they were stupid. Right. Like, that's a horrible fucking thing to say. Mm-hmm. And we said it all the time in the 90s because we were fucking idiots. Yeah, we were just dumb. Um, I think if he were alive today, he would 100% believe like understand all of that oh, and yeah. he wouldn't be doing the shit this shit no. now than he was before i'm not trying to make any excuses for him but i i do think it's probably a good thing that he is not around yeah probably you know in, what to be in today times yeah because he would probably find himself in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that said i can separate the art from the artist in this sense and really appreciate the music that Peter Steele and Typo Negative made yeah. when he was alive. I think generally, like, I get it. We shit on a lot of people and we call people out for their bullshit and, like, we roll our eyes and cringe. But I think eight times out of ten, we separate the art from the artist. I can call him out on his bullshit. Yeah. And still appreciate the music that he made he when he was fucking alive. fucking good. But also, like, I started listening to Lizzo. Because oh. you had her in our like year end it. roundup, I did it. So I started listening to Lizzo, Susie and the Banshees, of course. Oh yeah, Big Country. Oh yeah, you fell in love with <laughs> I Big Country. Fucking love Big Country now, and like I started listening to more from artists that I already knew about, mm-hmm. like Motorhead. Oh yeah, Wendy O. Williams. Oh, and Wendy the Plasmatics. Williams. Absolutely. Like I always loved Wendy as a person oh yeah but i didn't know her music very well so after that was a super early mm-hmm. episode so after i did the episode on her like i dove into her solo music and the plasmatics they're fucking amazing yeah i'm not a huge punk fan but like they're one of the punk bands that i absolutely am into oh I love her yeah i don't know how you can't be and of course thin lizzie oh yeah Along with our Rammstein episode, I think the Thin Lizzy episode was one of those episodes that got a lot of people into our podcast. Because there are a lot of fans and there's not a lot of stories about Thin Lizzy. Yeah. And Felina and just like, it's such a good story. And it just so happened that we did that episode right before they announced a Felina biopic. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's, I think it's actually out now. 
Oh, the biopic? Yeah, I think it came out a while ago. Biopic? Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on to the next question. Yes. What are some obscure artists you wish you covered? So not so much an obscure artist, but I really wanted to do an episode on mashups. And I mm. fucking like, I don't know like how. Girl I, Talk. Uh, girl and, Talk yeah. and um, the Kleptones. Um, there's so many. That one guy that keeps doing the mashups between two DJ complete- Cumberbund. Yeah. Cumberbatch. Cumberbund. I don't think it's uh, something. He's on TikTok. He's fucking amazing. He does this Rock Lobster Dragula yep. Britney Spears mashup that and you're he just did, like. Huh. He did Huey Lewis and the News and Metallica. Oh, see, that's different. That's um another mashup. Oh. There's so many great so mashup many. artists still happening. Mm-hmm. And like yeah mashups i still fucking love them i don't understand how people aren't in love with them still i really wanted to do an episode just where i talked about like how they came about who the big players are and like how they can get away with doing mashups it would have so definitely different it would have definitely turned into some fair use episode maybe yep. it probably would have been a two-parter between fair use and mashups it would have been a, a heavy one just for research yeah. Um. And I just never got around to it because it's it was it was daunting. That, it was yeah. a very daunting one. I didn't know exactly where to start. Um. Yeah. But I really wish I did a mashup episode. Yeah. That was what I missed out on. Some of the episodes we did that weren't necessarily about a specific artist or musician or band were some of my favorites. Like the PMRC. Yeah. Episode that was, a good one. was one of my favorite episodes to do because mm-hmm. it's a nice break from the same old like. Start up, as, start up as kids, then you get your big break, then yep. you start doing drugs, and then band fighting, rotating list of drummers. And yeah. Like, or like even doing like the music and cults and like the true yeah. crime ones. Those That's were why all we did really those interesting. because like October was my favorite time of year to do our episodes because we always did like the true crime. We would do the Halloween playlist, which was one of my favorite episodes ever. Yeah. Every Spoopy. year. And it was just nice because we broke it. It was a, you know, a nice respite from doing the same old shit. It was really nice to mix two things we love: Halloween and music. Exactly. So no matter in what vein we did it in, it was a really just nice. Yeah. It was very nice. Yeah. Sure. And just like quickly touch upon, there were like artists that I wish that I fucking got to that I just didn't. They're not obscure, like. Two artists that I was working really hard on and just never got to get done were Bjork and Radiohead. I would have loved to do episodes on those two bands, or Bjork and Radiohead. Mm-hmm. I think they were both fascinating. I think they both have great stories, and I just never got a chance. I was going to do Radiohead once. I was like, this will be a one. Oh, no, this no, is no, like no, a no, two-parter no. at least. And I would have rolled my eyes so hard, they would have just fallen out of my skull. I, I think you need to give Radiohead a little more credit. I don't give them credit. I just recognize their influence. Good enough. I'll take it. Yeah. Also, I do remember we wanted to do um, Outcast and like you would do like Big Boy and I would do Andre 3000. <laughs> and then we were like, oh God, how do we do this? Yeah, it was, that was a big one that I wish we got to too. Yeah. Also, oddly enough, I really wanted to do like a episode about like Amadeus the movie and then compare it to Amadeus's <laughs> real life. I kind of <laughs> wanted to like dabble in some classical artists. But what about Amanitis? But what about Amadeus? And I could have figured that out and I never did the episode. Uh, at least like an episode about Mozart and Salieri. Mm-hmm. Like the real story behind Amadeus. Yeah. I would have <gasps> oh, loved to have done we that. Could have, 
we could have done that. We didn't. Fuck. Yeah. See, there are things that we still want to do, so who knows? Well, I mean, from the beginning, I really wanted to do an episode on Klaus Nomi. Oh, yeah. Because he was just a fucking character. And we... We have to get all the henchmen down from uh, Venture, Venture Brothers. Brothers. We are we did David Bowie. Yeah, we touched we upon Iggy Pop. Touched upon Iggy Pop, and I mean, I then, mentioned Klaus Nomi. Yeah, then we would have to do Klaus Nomi. So yeah, uh, so I wanted to do Klaus. I had a whole fucking list. Yep. I still have it on my phone. I'm never getting rid of it, just in case. <laughs> um, so I had Klaus Nomi was like from the beginning, but like I just didn't look into him enough. Yeah. Uh, King Crimson, I would yep. fucking love to, because Robert Fripp, Robert Fripp is a trip. Ha! Um, the Fripp trip. The Fripp trip. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked about doing the slits for a long time, and then oh, I got caught up so in really other cool. shit. I always wanted to do Cradle of Filth mm-hmm. and Behemoth. Mm-hmm. Behemoth would have been interesting, because like, they collectively have an interesting story, just being from Poland, Oh yeah, which is like a legally Christian country where if you like express anything that is anti-Christian, you go to fucking jail. Oh no. And they are very much like we're fucking Satanists. Oh, that's right. So they're loud and proud Satanists and they still live in Poland. They still reside in Poland. They, you know, do that would have been a crazy story. Um, but also Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. God damn. That story. She has a fucking story. She does. And I don't think a lot of people know her outside of nothing compares to you. No, nobody does. Um, and also Brendan Small. Oh, he's, that's right. He's been on my list for a long ass we time. We wanted to do like Brendan Small and like Metalocalypse and, and yeah. yeah. <sighs> That would have been lovely. There's so many good episodes we could have done. And that is not even like, that's not even a tenth of my fucking That's barely touching your list. It's barely touching my list. Josh Homme we were going to do for a long time. yeah. We never got to Queens of the Stone Age. We Mm -hmm. never did a proper Foo Fighters episode. Okay. Here's a delightful one. This is a fun one. From our lovely friend Dave, who we also kind of met. Because of the podcast. Because of the podcast. Yeah. Because we met. At a um a bar, yeah, that has some that sells mead works mead that sells mead works mead, and we he talked and about his our lovely podca- wife Jen were there. Yes, and we talked about our podcast, and he's like, "Tell me about your podcast." So we did, and he started listening to us. So, so. thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Love you. We do. We love you and Jen, and we even love your kids, and we don't like kids. Yeah, your kids are pretty fucking rad, actually. <laughs> so here's his question. It's a paragraph. So. Yes. Each of you are now professional wrestlers. So are we Raw or SmackDown or are we AEW? I'd say AEW. And we're AEW. Yeah, we're AEW. We're humble. <laughs> we're, we're like also like <laughs> amateur. better. We're ama- no, amateur. No. Amateur but put on a better show. We don't want to fucking deal with Vince McMahon's bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. At some major event, I'm assuming Raw, SmackDown or AEW. Pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, yeah. The arena goes unexpectedly dark. The fans go silent, wondering what's about to happen. Your song blares out in the darkness, and the fans go insane as the lights come up, revealing you striding purposely into the ring to beat some ass. They know what's about to go down. What song is played? What song's playing for you? 
I am going to go <laughs> oh. with the theme that Typo Negative wrote for Kane that Kane <gasps> never used. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You should play a little bit of it because it's fucking epic. And I believe that it encapsulates my mood, my persona pretty perfectly. It's goth, but it's epic. And even at the very end, there's like some, you know how in a lot of typo negative songs, Peter Steele liked to put in some like Latin chants. Yes. <laughs> that comes in at the end with a nice organ piece. Fucking Peter Steele. Nice organ piece. He does have a nice organ piece. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I yeah, think. no, that's a good and, choice. And if I'm not going to choose that, then I would probably choose Kingdom by Devin Townsend. Ooh. Ooh, I didn't even think about Devin Townsend, but I bet his songs would be like some choice Perfect. fucking. Yeah. That one. And if you want to be a little bit like happier about it, then you could do Save Our Now. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, we well, can't all be Shinsuke Nakamura. I was just going to say, but can we just steal Shinsuke Nakamura's no, theme song? Because he has the greatest. Like. The greatest. Fight me. Fight fight both of us yeah. over this. The best intro music. Yeah. So I am totally biting off my roller derby years. Mm-hmm. But I also think this song, like, still 10 years later, I'm like, nah, this song gets me fucking hype. I this thought song. you were going to say, this song gets me fucking hard. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Why not both? both. <laughs> uh, it is uh, Peach's Boys Want a Beer. Like, just, like, first of all, the way it starts off with that hard guitar. Yeah. And then it just, like, you know, it just slowly goes into her just being like, yeah, what? And it's Peaches. That's pretty much every Peaches song. So well, like, it's, yeah. either, it's either that or fuck or uh, the Teaches of Peaches. Yeah, or I'm going to fucking. Sucking on my, my titties, titties like you wanted me, <laughs> calling me all the time. But I feel like um, uh, Boys Want a Beer is a little bit more suitable for wrestling. <laughs> for wrestling. Yeah. The other one is a little bit more suitable for a different kind of wrestling, mm. if you know what I mean. Sexy wrestling. Fucking. <laughs> hey, hey, it's tits. <laughs> it's always tits. It's always tits. Okay. All right. Well, this is our last fan question. Okay. What's next for you both? Meadworks. Pretty much Meadworks. <laughs> no, but I mean, aside from Meadworks, uh, I definitely want to get back into music again. I want to practice bass again. Um, 
And now that, like, things are generally, like, I know I said at the beginning, like, trying to settle shit out with my dad. But, like, things are getting pretty settled at this point. I am going to have a little bit more time during the weeknights, I think. And, yeah, I'm going to work on bass. And uh, a year ago, Jeremy got me mashup software that I used for, like, one day. Oh, shit. And then I haven't touched it because I don't have time. <laughs> but I want to get into mashups. I want to try to learn at least making even if they're like t- you know basic bitch mashups at least yeah. if there's something that people can like tap their feet to i'd feel accomplished with that mm-hmm. so i would like to dabble back into just practicing music and also it's gonna make me sound like an old lady crocheting <laughs> i want to you know get back into i was making some like of the cutesy little like i made a bunch of octopuses maybe i can learn how to make like other little creatures and mm-hmm. sell them uh, I will be helping our dear friend Lewis, who runs a shop called Item Get. If you are a nerd, please go check out Shop he Item everything. Get. He has everything from like video games to Lord of the Rings to. I just made him make me some uh, never ending story earrings, Southern yeah. Oracle earrings, Takes and he custom now orders. has those up for sale. Yeah, so. but he also works conventions, and I'm going to work a bunch of conventions with him. Maybe I can sell some crochet stuff there. So. I, I want to get back into like my more doing creative instead of talking mm-hmm. about creative. So that's what I'm hoping to do outside of full-time job and Meadworks. And maybe someday I can quit my full-time job and just focus <laughs> on other stuff. That's the dream. Um, As far as me goes, uh, full-time job and managing Meadworks yeah. and making sure that's a successful thing. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not going to have any free time, really, for at least the next couple of months. Yeah, getting everything off the ground. Um, Once the second location opens. um, But once it does open and start running smoothly and we have full staff and all that stuff, then, like, maybe I can just fucking relax. Like, re- relax? Re- re- relax? What? Relax, sponge. What are you saying, <laughs> sponge? <laughs> it's also been kind of nice because I haven't been drinking so much. Yeah, and like, I I do like drinking, but <laughs> but I have realized that like I do not need to do it every night or Seriously. even every other night. Seriously. I can do it three nights a week, and that's fine yeah so i've had a lot of opportunities to not be drinking and that is a good thing yep i agree i am not saying that if you do drink every if you have a drink or two every night that you're a bad person that's great you do no fucking do it do what makes you happy i don't give a shit um but i can agree with you i need to slow down yeah i mean i 100 agree with you that i've cut down on my drinking too and it's felt a lot better I feel better. Yep. Period. Yeah. And guess what? I'm finally losing some weight. What? So, holy fuck. <laughs> Turns out. Turns out. Son of a bitch. So, yeah. That's that that is what I am going to be doing. A lot of fucking working for the next couple of months and then maybe some reading because I have a lot of books that I have yeah. not read yet. Working on that. That have nothing to do with the podcast. Yep. I have a pile right next to you next to my bed. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if we want to wrap it up with any uh, suggestions of to like episodes we feel like probably are the most valuable, maybe. Oh, God. 
the most valuable? I mean, the ones that we really stand... Like, when somebody asks us to listen, like... When somebody asks, like, hey, I'll listen to your podcast, what should I start with? Normally, I'll just say, like, pick a band that you like. Yeah. But if I was to, like, asterisk some... Okay. I'm going to asterisk Wendy O. Williams. Oh, yeah. Me the too. The specials. Mm-hmm. Sister Rosetta Tharp is, like... Bold in bold. I'd be like, you know what? Listen to that first. Yeah. Because none of this shit would exist without her. Yeah. Um Bad Brains. Mm-hmm. And I actually think the MIA episode also is like really important because we don't you don't know a lot about her story. Yeah. So I think those are all artists that like, even if you heard their music or you know who they are, like their stories are important. Yeah. Um I I would asterisk <laughs> <laughs> um, our Nirvana episodes I'm pretty proud of those I mean I'm very proud of the Queen episodes too yes. the Queen and Nirvana episodes are like our I think like babies those are our babies but also I think we did a fucking amazing job with the Beatles episodes right the Beatles as not the Beatles I think the Beatles episodes are realistic depictions of the members of the Beatles. Yeah. Because a lot of episodes, a lot of podcasts that talk about the Beatles do it from a worshiping They glorify stand. them. They glorify them to a ridiculous degree. And I think every single Beatle would tell you, can you not? Yeah. <laughs> can you not, though? <laughs> and I think we approached it in a realistic way. Yeah. The way that we approached our Beatles episodes was different and also from a different perspective. And I think they would all look at that and be like, you know what? Thanks for not turning me into some fucking god. Yeah. That's got to get exhausting. Yeah. Ramon's episodes were really good, too. The they Ramon's actually ended up being a lot better fantastic. than I thought they were. But um, I also, I always point to Typo Negative. Oh, yeah. And Wendy O. Williams. Our Motorhead episode was one of oh, the, my favorites. It was so much fun. I think Motorhead and Thin Lizzy are my two favorite albums that, or my two favorite episodes that I did because they were fantastic. I also fondly remember recording the Carpenters episode with you. <laughs> oh my God. Actually, the Carpenters episode is great because I feel like Karen Carpenter never gets like in the vein with the Beatles. Yeah. Like, I think everybody always remembers this, like, tragic story. And while, yes, you should, like, I want everybody to know, like, it ain't her fault. It's the fuck. It's you. It's yeah. your fucking fault. It's. Um, yeah. I'm pointing at the general you. Um, this is yeah. the bullshit that women have to go through every day. Hers was an extreme case. Yep. Um, but, yeah, all the criticisms. But she's such, like, just a good, sweet person who is just having fun, making music with her brother, and everybody had to come in and ruin yeah. it. And also, she was a female drummer. Yes. I think in general, too, doing the podcast made me realize how many women bassists are amazing and got shit on because of egotistic male leads. No Weird. way. No. <laughs> Really? That happened? I had no idea. Yeah. As far as overall, I always, always, always had so much fun doing the Halloween playlist episodes. Always. The and now. the now The episodes. now episodes. And the now episodes, I think, were fan favorites because the music that were on oh those things gosh. were ridiculous and- Fuck. So nostalgic, and also we got fucking shit faced during oh those episodes. So long. 
And fuck. And when it comes to like more recent episodes, I loved doing the Rush episodes. And I loved doing the Bowie episodes. Yeah. I think those were two great artists for us to end on. Yeah, I I'm really kind of obsessed with Rush now. Oh yeah. So Yep. And I I have like such a deeper appreciation for Bowie's like lesser known shit. Mm-hmm. Like everybody always touts the same Bowie songs, but I'm like, there is so much beyond like his twenty singles. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff beyond let's dance yeah and like with rush too it's like their discography is vast and deep so much beyond tom sawyer oh my gosh if tom sawyer is the thing that you remember the most no it's not their best take another look honey even on that album it's not their best so yeah i think overall like leaving this it's like we learned a lot Mm -hmm. we learned a lot about music we learned a lot about bands and musicians that we love and we hate and we and everything in between we've made amazing friends Mm -hmm. and like we got closer which was really nice yeah i'm glad that you're one of my best friends now yeah we're biffles yeah we're biffles so like that's nice i mean we have been for a long time before this but like well yeah no but we didn't start (laughs) off that way no it was again it was a very random drunken like tenuous like do i do a podcast about music yeah. Cool, let's do it. This is going to be a great relationship. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. And and you know what? We have had many friends tell us, you know, like the fact that we've even made it to 100 episodes is like... Amazing. Yeah. The fact that we made it to like 20 episodes and we continue to do it on a weekly basis. Yeah. I'll, yeah. T- I'll break my arm jerking myself off to that. I'm gonna. Yeah. No, I. this has been... I don't even know how to explain the past four years of our lives have been an emotional roller coaster and fucked up in micro and macro levels. But mm-hmm. I think no matter what, this experience has been overall insanely positive and really good. I am proud of us. Yeah. So you know what? Fuck your reviews, Apple Podcasts. I don't need you. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. Fuck all y'all. But also, thank all y'all. Because... Yeah. We appreciate you and love you and genuinely mean that. I don't know if we would have kept going if we didn't have to the fact that random people that we don't even know have like written into us and said nice things and liked yeah. things that we've done. I'm like, and to be honest, by. I'm just so glad that we got to make dumb jokes and talk about balls. Oh my God. And, <laughs> and like make all of these stupid inside jokes Yep, out of amazing musicians yep. <laughs> and, and stories and that we love we've discovered amazing music that we have fallen in love with yeah. and hopefully have encouraged you to fall in love with too yeah and that's really you know what fucking go listen to some music yeah there you go that's all i got go listen to our old episodes if you haven't yeah billy boyd i'm talking to you <laughs> maybe like not the first six start with black star yeah Black Star is going to be your a, best bet. A Wendy. Black Star is before Wendy. Okay. okay. Black Star is yeah, good. No, start with we'll Black start Star. We'll start with that one. Yeah. yeah. The Look, it took us a minute to get to audio quality. It, as it does everybody. Right? It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, um, I guess that's it. Yeah. That's all we got. We've gone for a long time anyway. So thanks if you've been listening this whole time. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> and yeah, I guess we're going to head out. But also... I do want to say, don't stop following us on social media. Yeah, we'll post some stuff. Don't stop um, subscribing to our feeds. Yeah, we will. Um, yeah, we'll still have episodes up. And I mean, um, we're, we're going to keep this stuff up. So if you we're going to keep it all go up, back, 
But also, you never know what's going to happen later. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. If something comes up. So we'll still be active on Instagram and Facebook. Will we? I will. All right. Now that she's doing it. Now that there's no fuck Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Now that there's no pressure to have to post (laughs) anything, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, post it on here. Fuck it. All right. You know. There you go. All right. Well, thank you all for this lovely journey of the past four years, and uh, hope you keep on keeping on with your music and all your good stuff. I know we're gonna keep on keeping on with some good shit in Mm -hmm. our lives, and we're just gonna keep growing. Yeah. All right, kids. So thank you all for the fun. That's it. That's it. We're done. We're done. Party on, Ashley. Party on, Maggie. Party on, you crazy kids out there. What was my song? R-O-C. See you real soon. Nope, K-C-A. Nah, whatever. (laughs) N-D-Y, fuck you.